0: Good morning and welcome to Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts. I'm Rabbi Stephen Garton. In my long career as a rabbi, I have walked into many a hospital room. I have walked into many a room at someone's home. And I have walked into facilities that offer care for the dying. And the individual lying in bed, sitting in a chair... Recognizing that the end of life is closer to for them than the beginning of life, asked me a question that is not so simple to answer at that time. Rabbi, they ask, What is Judaism's belief in an afterlife? Is there a belief in an afterlife? Rabbi, Is there a resurrection of the dead in Judaism? Now, I think it's always interesting when people ask these questions. When someone is close to the end of their life, or closer to the end of their life than to the beginning, these questions are not simply academic exercises. More often than not, individuals are struggling and wrestling with how to understand the finitude that we all experience, that we all will die. I thought this morning that I would chat with you a bit about Judaism and the afterlife. It's not an easy topic It has many, many different answers, depending on where we enter into the conversation. In biblical times, the people of Israel believed that the souls of the dead to go to Shaul, the underworld, where they sleep forever in the company of their ancestors, good and bad alike, go to the same end. A person living on earth through the life of his or her descendants on earth. That doesn't necessarily answer the question that is asked. So let's try again. After death, according to early rabbinic Judaism, the soul separates from the body and goes straight to heaven gone Aden, or makes a stop in hell, gehenum to purge itself of sins. That is for everybody. What happens after we die? It's probably fair to say that both answers reflect The ambiguity in Judaism about this, the immortality of the soul, the world to come, the resurrection of the dead are all feature prominently in Jewish tradition uh, theoretically. But the logistics of what these things are and how they relate to each other has always been very vague and not completely defined Jewish concepts of heaven and hell Gan Aden and Gehenna are associated with the belief in immortality and the world to come but were also developed independently of these concepts most Jewish ideas about the afterlife developed in post-biblical times so let's start where we always do, with the Bible. The Bible itself has very few references to life after death. Shaol, the bowels of the earth, is portrayed as the place of the dead. But in most instances, Shaol seems to be more a metaphor for oblivion than an actual place where the dead live and retain consciousness very different than Dante's impression of hell. The notion of resurrection appears in two late biblical sources, Daniel 12 and Isaiah twenty five twenty six. In Daniel 12, we read, Many of those that sleep in the dust of the earth will awake, come to eternal life, others to reproaches, to everlasting abhorrence. This seems to apply that resurrection will be followed by a day of judgment. Those judged favorably will live forever, and those judged to be wicked will be punished. Later Jewish tradition, post-biblical, is not clear about exactly who will be resurrected, when it will happen, and when it will take place. Some rabbinic sources imply that resurrection will occur during the Messianic era. Others indicate that resurrection will follow the Messianic era. Similarly, according to some, only the righteous will be resurrected, while according to other rabbinic sources, everyone will be resurrected as implied in Daniel a day of judgment to follow. The Daniel text probably dates to the second century before the Common Era. At some point during the two centuries that followed, another afterlife entered Judaism, unspoken of before, unspoken of in the Torah, the immortality of the soul, the notion that the human soul lives on even after the death of the body. In medieval ages, Jewish mystics expanded this idea and developed theories about reincarnation, the transmigration of the soul. Now, you can understand with this brief overview of history how difficult it would be to say to somebody at a hospice, well, Judaism is an ever-evolving historical dynamic about afterlife. One would have to simply pick and choose where to enter in to the conversation. The world to come, olam haba, is the most ubiquitous Jewish idea related to the end of days. It appears in early rabbinic sources as the ultimate reward of the individual Jew and certainly seems to be possible for the righteous Gentile. The Talmud contains scattered descriptions of the world to come, sometimes comparing it to spiritual things such as studying Torah, other times comparing it to physical pleasures such as sex, one sees, of course, the dichotomy between that and the notion of heaven, which it's usually ref- compared to. There are few Christian understandings of heaven that suggest it is a place of pure physical pleasure or that it is a pure university on high. However, not surprisingly, It is not obvious what exactly the world to come is and when it will exist. According to Nachmanides, among others, the world to come is the era that will be ushered in by the resurrection of the dead, the world that will be enjoyed by the righteous who have merited additional life. According to Maimonides, a difference between an N and an M, The world to come refers to a time beyond the world of the resurrection. He believed that the resurrected will eventually die a second death, at which point the souls of the righteous will enjoy a spiritual, bodiless existence in the presence of God. Still in other sources, the world to come refers to the world inhabited by the righteous immediately following death which we call in Judaism God in Aden, and which is usually translated as heaven. In this view, the world to come exists now, in some parallel universe where our own lives take place. Indeed, the notion of heaven and hell may be the most ambiguous of all Jewish afterlife ideas. References to Gehenna as a fiery place of judgment can be found in the apocalyptic literature of the second century period. The Talmud embellished this idea, claiming that Gehenna is 60 times hotter than earthly fire. A little bit early for hell, but still has the same metaphoric feel. The earliest reference to Gan Aden and Gehennam as a pair is probably the rabbinic statement of first century sage Yochanan ben Zakkai. There are two paths before me, one leading to Gan Aden and the other to Gehennam. Many questions remain, however. If the sources refer to the world to come are referring to Gan Aden, then what is the world of the resurrected? If the judgment following immediately follows death, then what is the need there for judgment that will follow the resurrection? Though some Jewish scholars of the modern era have tried to clarify these ideas, it would be impossible to reconcile all the Jewish sources, texts, and stories that discuss the afterlife the afterlife, certainly when people ask me about what comes after death, what is the Jewish belief in life after death? They are wanting to know about life eternal. They're wanting to know if there is life beyond this physical experience. So let's turn to that, even with all its ambiguity, even with the historical perspective that tells us Jewish views were not monolithic, we can say that the resurrection of the dead, in Hebrew, the rising of the dead, is a core doctrine of traditional Jewish theology Traditional Jews believe that during the Messianic age, the temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem, the Jewish people ingathered from the far corners of the earth, and the bodies of the dead will be brought to life and reunited with their souls. It's not entirely clear whether only Jews or all people are expected to be resurrected at this time. Now, I want you to listen carefully to this. Because it explains um, some of the charismatic Christian support for the state of Israel and for the recent decision by the United States president to declare Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Traditional Jews believe that during the Messianic Age, a temple will be rebuilt in Jerusalem. The Jewish people ingathered from the four corners of the earth and the bodies of the dead will be brought back to life and reunited with their souls. It's not entirely clear whether only Jews or all people are expected to be resurrected at that time. If it's true that some Christian theology leads one to believe that all would be resurrected and all brought back to life, then the decisions made on behalf of uh, the United States government uh, in concert with charismatic Christians fits this paradigm. This belief, distinct from, though connected to, the belief in the immortality of the soul, is mentioned only twice in the Hebrew Bible. As I've said to you before, only in Isaiah and Daniel are the, are the notion of resurrection mentioned. Not in the Torah, not in the early books of prophets, not in the writings. The medieval philosopher Maimonides includes it as one of his 13 principles of faith. And the Mishnah, the second century of the Common Era, early rabbinic commentary, states that those who didn't believe in resurrection have no share in the world to come. And in Mishnah Sanhedrin, the Amida prayer recited thrice daily by traditional Jews includes a blessing, praising God as the Resurrector of the Dead. The resurrection doctrine is fleshed out in a variety of early and late rabbinic sources, Among the ideas associated with it is the belief that during the Messianic age, the dead will be brought back to life in Israel. According to Talmud, all bodies, not already in Israel, will be rolled through underground tunnels to the Holy Land. Avoiding this process, which is said to be spiritually painful, is one of the reasons some Jews choose to be buried in the land. At least two Talmudic sources note that the righteous will be brought back from the dead wearing the clothes in which they are buried. Though, in fact, traditional Jews are not buried in everyday clothes. They're buried in special burial shrouds so that when all Jews come back at the time of the resurrection, that no one will be singled out as special by virtue of their clothes. According to the Jewish mystical tradition, souls can be reincarnated in different body if those souls have not completed their missions on earth. At the time of the resurrection, the individual soul will be split among the various bodies it once inhabited, and the portion of the soul whose mission was completed in a particular body will return to that body. You can hear within that a hint of Near Eastern not mid-eastern, but near-eastern, and Asiatic thoughts about reincarnation. The doctrine of resurrection has proved controversial throughout Jewish history. Maimonides, the same Maimonides, who included the resurrection of the dead as one of his 13 principles of Jewish faith, wrote in his most important book entitled The Mishnah Torah, that the idea that the Messiah will revive dead bodies is something that fools say. However, when critics charged that he denied resurrection, he penned a scathing essay in which he emphatically argued that he did believe in resurrection. A modern theologian, Rabbi Neil Gilman, who recently died, author of the book entitled Death of Death, has suggested. It is the reason the Amida includes a reference to resurrection and mentions it multiple times just in that one blessing. One may be in response to those who contested this belief in the first century when the prayer was being formulated. Centuries later, from Maimonides, the Reform Movement in its Pittsburgh platform of 1885 rejected entirely the idea of resurrection saying that it was not rooted in Judaism. However, that platform did assert the belief in the immortality of the soul. The Reform Movement, which still exists today, removed the Amida Resurrection blessing from their liturgy until 2007 when it released its new prayer book, Mishkan Tefillah, and reinstated the blessing— a move some attributed to Reform's larger turn toward traditionalism and growing comfort, not with the theology, but with liturgical metaphor. Among Orthodox Jews, belief in the resurrection is generally understood as a literal prophecy that will come to fruition when the Messiah comes. When the Messiah comes. So, what does that mean? I've taken you on this journey to try and answer the question of what life is like after death. And we've been on a roller coaster of theology, theological perspectives, always searching. For is there a definitive answer and always coming to the conclusion like a roller coaster that once you hit the bottom, you start going up again? Or once you're at the top, you go down again. And we always come at some point to the notion of messianism, the messianic age. Do Jews believe in a Messiah? Well, clearly Jews rejected the Christian notion of Jesus as the Messiah so, what is the Jewish version of messianism and the Messiah? The belief in the Messiah, a person who would redeem the people of Israel and usher in a better, more perfect era, the Messianic Age, is often thought of as one of Judaism's defining characteristics. But once again, the Bible does not use the word Messiah. To refer to an eschatological redeemer. The word Messiah, as many of you know, is derived from the Hebrew Moshiach, to anoint, and in the Bible refers to a king or priest with a divine purpose. In fact, Isaiah 45:1 refers to the Persian king Cyrus as God's anointed, because Cyrus was caused by God to allow the Israelites to return from their exile in Babylonia that had begun 80 years earlier. Some of the later prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Micah, Zechariah, do discuss a future age that will be marked by unprecedented peace and prosperity and will be ushered in by a descendant of King David. But they do not call this person Messiah. Though messianism is rarely discussed in the early rabbinic texts, it is present in the later rabbinic texts. Here, the Redeemer is called Messiah, and he is described in a multitude of ways. The Messiah is sometimes a military political figure, other times a being with supernatural abilities. In another fascinating characterization, the Messiah is said to be on earth already, dressed like a blighted beggar, sitting at the gates of Rome, awaiting Jewish repentance. And no discussion of Messiah can ignore the figure of Shimon Bar-Kachba, the leader of the Judean revolt against Rome from 132 to 135 of the Common Era. According to several rabbinic sources, Rabbi Akiva, the greatest rabbi of his time, proclaimed that Bar-Kachba was the Messiah, Nothing spiritual about bar Chachba. He was, history tells us, the leader of a failed military rebellion. A second Messianic figure, Messiah ben Joseph, also emerged in rabbinic literature. With the introduction of Messiah ben Joseph, the Messianic task was split in two. Messiah ben Joseph will be a military figure, who will lead the Jewish people in apocalyptic battle against Gog and Magog. He will die in this battle, according to eschatological texts, but soon after, true redemption will be ushered in by Messiah ben David. Complicated? Of course. Ancient Jewish theology was never written to be read in a simple classroom assignment. Ancient Jewish theology was meant to emerge from the ongoing conversation that individuals, Jews, had with each other and with their teachers. A complicated dynamic, but one which produced a more vibrant and dynamic approach to answering these questions. As for the specifics of the messianic age, as with most theological issues, rabbinic literature has no uniform theory or theology. If you think it's hard to broadcast a simple answer or to give someone on their deathbed a simple answer, let me assure you that I am not avoiding the topic, but rather reflecting that the answers are not clear-cut. Generally speaking, the Messianic age will be preceded by Jewish suffering, the birth pangs of the Messiah, as it's called in the tradition. Afterwards, the exiled Jewish community will return to Israel, the Davidic monarchy will be restored, and all of humanity will recognize the true God. Whether there will be supernatural occurrences at that time is a matter of debate. For the most part, it was believed that the coming of the Messiah depended on the meritorious activity of the Jews. Though according to one rabbinic source, if God felt the time had come for redemption, then God would impose a ruler so wicked that Israel would repent, thus becoming righteous enough to merit salvation In medieval times, Maimonides canonized the belief in the Messiah as one of the 13 principles of faith, like resurrection. He was vigorous in his assertion that the Messianic age would not be a miraculous time. The Messiah would be a political ruler who would die and be succeeded by his sons. Messianism was intrinsically linked with medieval mysticism far too complicated to go on, far too involved to now try and make it clear how Kabbalah, Jewish mysticism, and the Messianic era are linked. But I would say Messianism is still a prominent theme in modern Judaism Though many contemporary Jews have, have rejected belief in an individual Messiah, Zionism has many messianic undertones in its focus on national redemption. And in the last decade, messianic fervor has fermented among the Chabad Lubavitch Hasidism, some of whom claim that their late leader, Rabbi Menachem Mendel Schneerson, is in fact the Messiah. These Hasidism believe that the Rebbe, as Schneerson is known, will be resurrected and will return to fulfill the messianic work he began during his lifetime. Many people, both outside and within the Hasidic movement, have repudiated this notion of a resurrected Jewish Messiah. So do we believe in a life after death? Of course we do. We're just not sure how to describe it. Do we believe in the resurrection of the dead? Of course we do, but we're just not sure what metaphor to use. We do believe that our acts on life will be judged. And at the end of our days, we will be known by what we have accomplished on this earth, not what we might accomplish in another one. For Jewish Faith and Jewish Facts, I'm Rabbi Stephen Garten. Shalom and have a good day. You can hear a rebroadcast of this show on CHRI website or from iTunes podcasts.